0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. Well, how you doing?
1: Steve, I'm doing well. Uh, need a little bit of help here tonight, but you and I here recording on a Monday, coming down to Monday Night Football for our matchup. Uh,
0: yeah, you could put it that way. <laughs> um, it's more of a, Steve needs a Monday Night Miracle. Um, <laughs> but uh, if... If uh who is it? Pittman, Tucker, and I think Baltimore defense can manage not yeah. to put up something like 15 points, um, we'll be fine. But that's uh that's asking for a lot. But after this week, Will and all the injuries that, that happened.
1: Craziness. Um, yeah, you
0: never know. I mean, kickers were were missing kicks left and right and uh people were going down. So yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe you will put up a whopping zero with these three people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I, and I have Carolina's defense on the bench and I'm like, man, I almost wish I just would have had them in and then it would have been, all right, just three points out of a receiver and kicker. But alas, here we are. I've three matchups that are coming down to this Thursday night game.
0: You want a, like a yeah, a fun little injury story. I don't know if you remember this, but every once in a while when I'm bored, I wander into like the record books of our league. Um Okay. It's got some stupid stuff like um most uh, like most touchdowns in a single week through the, like the history of the league. Yeah, oh, I
1: have seen some of those. Like, yeah, yeah interesting so- and odd stuff. Yeah, it's
0: something I wander into like once a year or something. Um, and yeah. I always wander into something like fewest quarterback points for a week, and I always <laughs> oh, is go a back. Negative number? No, it's flat out zero. And it's me. Um, from one year I was streaming quarterbacks, and I think it was like. I think it was Brian Hoyer. The Bears' quarterback had gone down, and I think Brian Hoyer was the backup. And he was facing the Packers, who had a bad defense at the time, on like Thursday night. And I was like, "This makes sense." He's got to throw the ball. A lot. I had Alshon as well, so I had to stack. And I think the very first play of the game, he broke his arm. <laughs> oh, and he got God. zero. And then like Alshon put up like one point. And I think for the week, I had like forty. <laughs> It was just a bloodbath. So, yeah, every time yeah. Like, injuries come up, I think back to that game and it's like, damn it. That was that is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Fun
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned on yeah, here, I had a pretty rough one with, I think it was Rex Grossman, also for the Bears. Must have been like <laughs> those Bears, man. Closer. Yeah. Closer to their Super Bowl year when they went to the Super Bowl. Might have been that year, but Grossman was just horrible. And I think I, it, the year they're playing the Cardinals. And it was the whole Denny Green. Oh,
0: yeah. We, we let him off the hook. They were, let him <laughs> yeah. off the
1: hook. It was that same game. Because I had, yeah, I had Rex Grossman against the Cardinals. And, yeah, they he, I think I just needed, like, it was before you had that, like, oh, do I set the player? And you just never sat players. And I oh, think I was yeah. winning by, like, two or three points. And, and he was done. I had just Rex Grossman. And Grossman ended up with negative, like, ten points. Wow. Some ridiculous amount where he had, like, 17 yards and like four interceptions and a fumble it just it was horrible. That is brutal, good lord. And like clearly Danny Green if you uh if you do that to a quarterback you should not lose the game but the Bears defense was incredible and took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, either that year or around then. So
0: Yeah, and I'm yeah, sure it was, uh, you know the the Cardinals had like probably like liner or you know somewhere in that realm of quarterbacks they were cycling through Kevin Cobb for a little while. A bunch of people. So yeah, their offense probably wasn't that great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, early on. But yeah, that that was was brutal. I'll see if I can find the actual stats of that game at some point. But yeah, it was tough. Um, And then when you have a tough week like that, usually you want to hopefully move on and look to the waivers and, and better your team. And uh, I think that's what we have in store today, is it not, Steve?
0: Yeah, um, not a ton of options, like like in weeks past. Um, But yeah, we got some waivers. uh, Like we were saying before the show, bye weeks are starting. So the 49ers... Bye weeks
1: are upon us.
0: Yeah, 49ers, Saints, Falcons, and Jets are on bye weeks this week. Um, So that's fun. That's actually going to put me in a weird spot because I got Corey Davis and... Cornell Patterson and Eli Mitchell. <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure mm-hmm. out my flex spot next week. Um, so yeah, waivers gonna be pretty important for a lot of people. I think
1: it, it's it's definitely gonna be important. And we have a few big uh, big names here. Uh, a couple running back injuries, but we were talking here before the show. Seems like injuries this week, unfortunately, are mostly hurting people because it was a couple of quarterback injuries that are just hurting the rest of their team. So. Uh, yeah, so we'll get into running backs here. Two big ones because of injuries. Um, Saquon Barkley gets hurt, so Devin Booker has a really good game. Devin Booker, um, well, what is his name? I'm thinking Devin Booker's the son's point guard.
0: Yeah, Who am I it's thinking, um, Steve? <laughs> um, it is, let me think here.
1: Devontae Devonte
0: Devontae, there you go. D. Booker.
1: <laughs> Yes, right. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, second guessing if his first initial wow. was even D for a minute there. Yeah,
0: Oof. shame on us. Yeah, he
1: yeah. a heck of a game. Uh, eight, 23 carries ends up seven targets, six catches, uh, ends up with ninety-four yards, two touchdowns. Oh, never mind. That's the season stats. That would be a heck of a game, though, wouldn't it? It would uh, be but sixteen carries. Yeah, I mean we've and, seen and, uh, people three come catches.
0: In, we've seen people coming for Saquon before and be productive. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wayne Gallman in the past, one of them. So. Uh yeah, I mean this is a, a pretty close. Yeah, this is a big one. Um you know, especially if you're a Saquon owner, I you'd definitely be throwing probably a fair amount down on Booker.
1: Yeah, I uh, have
0: to. Yeah, 30, 40%. I mean, they they've been valuable and you know, you got bye weeks coming up. You can't afford to, you know, miss a running back on a bye week and not have Saquon because of an injury or something. That's that's double whammy. Um so, yeah, I'd be I'd be throwing a lot down on Booker, I think.
1: Yeah, uh- the other one here, and I guess you can kind of put an asterisk between both of them, it sounds like Clyde Edwards' lair has uh, a, an injury that may keep him out for a little bit here. It, like it was a knee sprain. So not really sure how long it's going to last and how much you're going to be able to count on having um, Daryl Williams or I guess it would be um,
0: McKinnon for jerk passing. McKinnon, in. yeah.
1: Um, but both of them uh, seem to be in decent spots. Now they got Washington this week who their defense has not been playing well, but I feel like I'm just waiting for the defense to wake up one week and just shut down a team that you're not expecting. I don't know about the Chiefs, but maybe they commit to shutting down the run game there um, You know, without Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Any any interest there in uh Daryl Williams or, or even Jarek McKinnon, I guess?
0: Uh not so much of McKinnon. He'll get the passing down work and he will probably be okay. But Daryl Williams is interesting. Like you said, you know, I don't know what kind of uh how long it's gonna last, maybe two weeks. I'm also not sure when the Chiefs bye week is, but um I'd rather have Booker. But Williams, you know, I'd be willing to throw something down with him, something in the teens, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we got a couple of rookies here uh, Khalil Herbert, Kenny Gainwell, and I, I threw Michael Carter in there as well. Carter's got his bye this week, so may not have to spend up on him, but he's been looking better and then been seeming to be kind of the top back on the team. Uh, not a great team, but if he's going to get the carries, you're not going to complain. So, Carter's someone you might be able to stash, or maybe he ends up getting dropped. He's only 54% of leagues, so probably owned in most places, but keep an eye out for him. But Khalil Herbert uh, at 18 carries with David Montgomery gone. I think everyone assumed it was going to be Damian Williams. And I think they both played well, but uh, Khalil Herbert, more carries I think than we expected.
0: Yeah, I think the issue with that is, was this what we're going to see moving forward? Or is this, you know, Damian Williams, you know, still being, you know, obviously he's well enough to play but he got hurt last week um you know is he Mm -hmm. still just in some pain and and to manage that they they put him into a split with herbert and and gave herbert a lot of work
1: um and And, and no targets for herbert 18 carries 75 yards so not the most efficient either yeah and i
0: believe williams was the guy for the red zone too um so herbert looks like a between the 20s guy with no pass catching uh, yeah. So you know, combine that with the worries of maybe you know the workload is going to go more to Damien as he heals up. You know, I I'm not super interested. I throw a few bucks on there because you know maybe, but mm-hmm. probably nothing more than that. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I and I picked him up in another league and and proceeded to drop him when someone uh, released Christian Kirk. So kinda, you know, it was like a little bum to see him getting a lot of work at first, but it's just not someone I think you're really ever gonna play. Um unless Damien gets hurt and then you have, you know, the goal line work as well. And yeah, it's yeah, just not someone I think you can really be too overconfident in. Someone that I think you gotta be pretty interesting and, and maybe is on the cheap here because he didn't get too much work in this game is uh Kenny Gainwell. Only two carries, 16 yards, three targets for a catch, and eight yards. But at the end of the game, Miles Sanders, I, I mean, I, I know you said you didn't get to watch it, watching the Eagles game. Um, they're running the ball out on the last drive. He runs out of bounds twice on the same drive and got pulled. And I think Kenny Gainwell's only catches came at the end of that drive. So maybe some, not disciplinary, but just some, you know, doghouse ish things for Miles Sanders. And maybe Gainwell can get back into the good graces because he had a really good game against Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like he's going to be this guy like Logan Thomas last year where he's going to be on the waiver episode every year. And that's yeah. his, like his uh, without an injury or, you know, like you said, Santa's going into doghouse and Gainwell kind of taking over for a mm-hmm. week or two and then solidifying the role. Uh, he's just going to have these games where he'll have three catches for twenty yards, and he did nothing for you. And then a yeah. game where he'll have five catches for twenty-five yards and a touchdown, and it was a great flex option. So he's just going to go back and forth, and you know, people mm-hmm. aren't going to trust starting him. It, you know, his roster ship's never going to increase to the point where we take him off. It, it's kind of my feeling, but again, injuries, like you said, the doghouse scenario. You know, he he should be stashed. You know, roster to forty-one percent of leagues. I think that's low.
1: Yeah. Especially for a running back that has a shot, you know, with the guy ahead of him. So, and the other running back we have here, Sonny Michel, rostered 50% of leagues here. He's got the Giants coming up. Probably still, you know, aren't confident playing him unless you can get um, some work out of, uh, unless there's some injury ahead of him. You know, Henderson got hurt but then came back. So, I think he's someone that you probably want to have stashed if you have the room, but you can't really play him unless Henderson's out
0: yeah he's interesting i don't like i probably trust him more than gainwell um but he's one of them guys where he's just up and down it's good to depend on henderson and you know what injury he has this week <laughs> um so again i think he's worth being rostered you know 50 i think's low i think he should be a little bit higher than that but uh he could be an important piece going into bye weeks right
1: yeah absolutely um so that'll wrap up our running backs here anybody else come to mind before we flip over to wide receivers uh
0: just he's not going to be out there but uh eli mitchell yeah i think he's available in like 30 percent of leagues he was the guy on his return uh you know take a look maybe he's being dropped because the 49ers are on a bye week this week or something but if he's out there he's out there at 30 percent. he should be rostered in probably 100 percent of leagues
1: all right so we'll move to wide receivers here uh, first one, I think probably going to be top of everyone's mind, Kadarius is Tony. And we talked about him a little bit the last couple of weeks, but really had his coming out party um, this week. He won carry for seven yards, which I think people kind of assumed he's going to be worked in, you know, getting some carries as well. But 13 targets, 10 catches, 189 yards. So half point scoring league he had 26.6.
0: Yes, he's been trending up, and, and maybe he's a bit of a benefactor from Saquon going down. You know, maybe that, that bumps his, his carry totals up a little bit. Um, but the problem is, what's the injury? You know, they were talking to the coach after the game or today, I think, and they're waiting for x rays to come back. And they said, well, it's nothing season ending, but we're still waiting for like results or something. It's like, okay, well, yeah. nothing season and- ending seems like it's more than. Like day to day, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of worrisome, and, and that's like, you know, if he's healthy, he's just got a you gotta bid on him. Like he could be, you know, he's a rookie. They start breaking out halfway through the year. This is a perfect mm-hmm. ad. But then, what are you going to drop thirty fab on the guy? And then he's like, oh well, yeah, he's going to be out for four weeks.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, know? That, you don't get him. So
0: that's terrifying. And like, I don't know what to tell you to bid. That's just going to have to be a personal decision on what you want to roll the dice with.
1: Plus, you also got to think that he did uh, get um. Kicked out of the game at the very end. That and too, yes. In hand. Yeah. But he did throw a punch. can so do that. It sounds like there's no suspension coming, but yeah, a little bit of a temper there. So we'll, you'll have to kind of wait and see on that as well. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if if we get word before you have to put your claim in that, you know, he's not going to miss much time, if any, and I think he's definitely someone you're going to add. Um, otherwise, I mean, if it's uncertain, I mean, I, I would definitely throw some, uh, you know, some fab dollars up, but not as much as it would probably take for someone to get him, whether it's someone that just doesn't care or whether it would be just someone that, you know, is not really paying attention as uh, it will be the one that ends up getting him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then from one rookie to another, um, Bateman is coming off IR this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know he was practicing and there was a chance I think he was able to play. But they opted to hold him out tonight. So it should be next week that he gets his first start,
0: yeah, there you go. Um you know, only rostering in twenty four percent of leagues, you know if he's your guy, you can stash him on the bench. I am probably not interested. Uh, he's going to take some time, I'd imagine before he's you know <clears> relevant. and you know, Hollywood's already having a good year. Andrews is already there. I, I can't see this team supporting three pass catching options.
1: Yeah, going to be tough. Um, but I do think he's got some value. And, you know, we'll see. You know, with rookies, you got to see which ones come in and, and just look like they're difference makers. We see it with Jamar Chase uh, to a degree. We're seeing it with Devontae Smith, just, you know, the guys that are just clearly better than most of the other receiving options. So if Bateman comes in, you know, is healthy, and then after a week or two, it just, you know, it's clear that he's the best receiver on the team. He's going to command more targets, um, and, and we are seeing Baltimore throw the ball more than we're used to as well. So, definitely worth a roster stash. But you, you're, you know, you're kind of playing that wait and see game.
0: Yes, sir. And then uh, again, our, our third rookie in a row here, Amon Ross yeah. Brown. You know, another good game out of him. Uh, you know, only roster in three percent of leagues. That you know, <laughs> that is way too low. Um, you know, I don't know if he needs to be up at like seventy percent or something, but he, he should be owned. Uh, you know, the worry, you know, my worry is TJ Hawkinson is playing hurt. And, you know, maybe as he heals, you know, some of that target volume uh, gets sucked away from St. Brown and goes to Hawkinson. But, he, he, you know, if you need wide receiver help, you got to be putting him on your bench, right?
1: I mean, back to back games with eight targets, back to back games with 10 fantasy points here and half point scoring, not getting a touchdown. So you got six for 70, you got seven for 65. So, you're loving to see those target counts and and him catching, you know, the vast majority as well.
0: Yep, he's a good ad for sure. Uh, we have the the ever reliable Hunter Renfro, uh, who's been pretty solid this year. Uh, you're kind of PPR guy like a Cole Beasley, uh, rostered at forty five percent of leagues. He's interesting.
1: Yeah, another eight, uh, six for fifty six on eight targets. You know, he's had eight targets the last two weeks, six, seven, nine. So you know you're getting the targets there. You know, touchdown is just an extra bonus, but you're just, you know, you're banking on the targets. And any type of half or full PPR, I think he's, you know, full PPR is probably a must start at this point. You know, with the, with the volume he's getting, half PPR is probably a decent flex option.
0: Yeah, and he, he's probably not somebody that's going to blow you away. But, you know, you need you got two wide receivers on by, you need to plug somebody in, he's going to give you a nice baseline.
1: Yeah, he'll fill, fill the void. Uh, we also have Miko Hardman has uh, had a pretty decent game um he you know chiefs wide receiver for anyone's uh not paying attention to that part he uh yeah 12 points 12 targets nine catches 76 yards so a good game for him and and he's yeah the one thing with him is gonna be up and down i mean this is probably the most targets i think he's had all year he had eight targets one other week but everything else has been like five or less so a lot of boomer bust here. it um, Doesn't look like he's got what one touchdown on the year. So the touchdown games you're gonna love it. The other games, you're, you know, it's gonna be a little more mediocre. Uh, but it is on Chiefs' offense. So what, what do you think about Cole?
0: He is what he always is, and that's just somebody that might boom and he might just bust for you. <laughs> you know, um, you know, like you said, twelve targets this this week. You know, he had three the week prior, four the week prior to that. Uh week one, he also had three. So he's tough, you know, three, eight, four, three, twelve. You know, that, that tells a story right now. Good or a bad, good, bad, bad, good. From a target standpoint, he had a touchdown in, in one of those weeks, like you said. Um, and he was decent for fantasy, but that's what he is. Um, you know, maybe he gets more consistent and improves as Mahomes improves because Mahomes hasn't, you know, he's been throwing some picks. He hasn't been, you know, as good as he has been in the past. So, you know, maybe he improves uh on that front. Um and, and with that said, you know, he's got Tennessee coming up. He's got the Giants coming up, potential shootout with Green Bay. So he's got some, <clears throat> some interesting matches, matchups coming up, Washington this week. That might be tough. But, uh, yeah, he's your typical kind of boom-bust guy for me.
1: And our last option here, Tim Patrick at wide receiver, down to 31% owed. I think people, you know, have that, what, week two was this big pickup week. And then people got a little bummed that he, you know, didn't blow – and he went away, but he here in half, half point scoring has had, you know, double digit fantasy points in four or five weeks so far. So you know, he's been just consistent. Another nine target, seven catch, 89 yards this week. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think you're going to be able to at least have on your bench filling for bye weeks, probably not thrilled to start him, but someone that, you know, when you are short on bodies, you can definitely plug him in. Yeah.
0: He's a solid guy um he uh he has some upside to him his floor is kind of low, but uh he he'd probably be pretty consistent for you and and having a nice boom game here and there um mm-hmm. you know, again, you gotta be watching for Jerry Judy's return whenever that's slated to be, but yeah for now you know again, help you get through his bye weeks he he's a pretty good ad um probably if he's still out there in your leagues, you' probably get away just throwing a couple bucks on him at it, i
1: I would assume yeah, you probably don't need to spend up on him much. Uh, move over to tight ends here. I'll kind of run through the list a couple of high rostered guys, a couple of really low rostered guys. So we got Zacherts, 37% owned versus Tampa, Hunter Henry, 46% versus Dallas. Kind of similar situation between the two of them. Um, paired tight, you know, with another tight end on their team. Not the best passing attack, uh, but going up in matchups that probably is going to have their team throwing the ball a lot, trying to keep pace. So Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, either of them interest you?
0: Eh, I mean, not really. I mean, Ertz is interesting in you know, a bad week this week, um, but he, he's had some good weeks. He's, he's getting the volume. So he's a solid guy. You could plug in Uh hundred Henry's I think had two good weeks in a row. Again, once against Houston and Houston's terrible against tight ends and a lot of other positions, but um he's okay. New England just feels like one of those teams where every week it's just going to be someone different in the passing offense. Yeah, um, It's going to be hard to rely on him. So of the two, I would go with Ertz. Henry's fine, but it's going to be hard to rely on either of them, which is, you know, that's tight end waivers, right?
1: Yeah. I think you're call you're just kind of calling your shot on either one. I think Henry, you know, maybe has a better chance of kind of claiming the top passing target there where there's just too many other options. Goddard's right there with Ertz. And then you have to Smith. They're going to give Rager options, so I think it's just going to be harder to figure out the Ertz gains, But I mean, I don't—I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Henry if you really need to. A um, couple of other options here at tight end. We've got uh, three guys all under five percent roster. David Njoku, completely blown up game here this week. Um, maybe unexpected, just with the other passing targets that they have, but. 3% rostered going up against Arizona, so another maybe playing catch-up game. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones for Washington, 2% rostered versus Kansas City. And then Dan Arnold making his debut, I believe, for Jacksonville, 4% rostered versus Miami. Any of the three of them interest you?
0: Uh, Not really. I mean, Dan Arnold looked good. The Seals-Jones has been pretty reliable. Um, so of the two... I'd probably go with Steels Jones just because I trust Washington a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. I'm not going with Njoku. Just oh man. Quick call out. Remember how elite that tight end class was supposed to be. Yeah, Evan Ingram, OJ Howard, and Joku, all three of them. You know, I don't know if you want to call Ingram a bust. He's technically a starter, but uh as far as expectations go, all three of them bust. That's terrible.
1: It's really yeah, yeah tough to look back at that.
0: It is. But yeah, I don't trust Joku. I mean, maybe you know, this builds some confidence and you who know, could come with the form, but I think he's on year five or something. I don't mm-hmm. see it happening. So yeah, I'll take rookie, I guess. How about you?
1: Yeah, I probably lean Arnold. Just so I think there's maybe a little more staying power there. We're, we're not sure what Logan Thomas is looking like. If you've got a deep bench, I don't hate just throwing Njoku on, on your bench and seeing if you can get some back couple of weeks, you know, put together, but yeah, I'm not super confident in it, but I wouldn't mind, you know, checking it out and see what happens indeed
0: and now we're uh well we're going over to our quarterback streamers here so we got five options here let's see which ones we like we got big ben versus seattle carson wentz versus houston sam darnold versus minnesota i'm surprised he's still only 59 percent rostered that's crazy mm-hmm. uh just versus green bay and uh heineke versus kansas city who do you like
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of decent matchups. I feel like there's not a lot of guys that would be thrilled to play. Uh, I think Darnold probably has the toughest matchup of them all, but he's the one that you you trust the most as well, and probably is not on that list, but he didn't have a great game against the Eagles. Um, I mean, I've obviously want to see what Carson Wentz does today. Tough defense here against Baltimore when we're recording Monday night, but that one could be interesting, and then I mean Fields and Heineke. I, I feel like I like the matchups. You know, you're going to be playing catch up. I probably look at Fields more than him, but it's interesting. Kind of feel like him, Wentz, and, and Heineke are all in the same boat when it comes to you know your trust in the player and the. But then going up against a, you know a matchup that you think you might be able to exploit.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, I I would take Darnold over the the group again. He's mm-hmm. the rostered the most, so he's going to be the least likely to get outside of that. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a tough ass. I'd probably go with Wentz. I probably feel more comfortable with him against Houston. You know, yeah. Fields could just submarine. Heineke could just be fine. Who knows with Big Ben? So I, I think I trust Wentz more. But it's a, it's a tough one.
1: Yeah. Um. So we'll flip here over to defensive streamers and get out of here. Got four defenses that have got listed. Uh, Colts defense tonight here. They got Baltimore, but as we talked with Carson Wentz. Uh, Next week, they've got Houston, who looks a little more high-powered than I think we're used to, but um, they are still someone I think you want to target, especially this will be a home game for Indy versus Houston. Um, And then you got Packers at Chicago, Bengals at Detroit, and Dolphins at home for Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, there's some interesting ones here. I mean, the Colts do jump out as being an interesting matchup, but I think... I would go with the Packers. I don't. I don't know a rivalry game. It can be low scoring, potentially. Chicago rookie quarterback. Blah 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 blah. I think I would go with the Packers here. Um, again, they're all fine plays, uh, but that's the one that's jumping out as me is the, the one I trust the most. How about you?
1: Ah, um, the Bengals are interesting. Obviously, you know, going up against the Packers. You know, tough game, tough matchup, but. I think they, you know, held their own. They kept. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of missed kicks in that game as well. And if you saw that, that was ridiculous with the amount of misses. um But they held their own as well. And in Miami, I mean, they haven't played great this year. A lot of it's probably based on the offense. But going up against Jacksonville at home, they have. A, I do still like that defense on paper. So I think all of these options are solid. Probably take my shot on cincy or, or Miami if I really have to here.
0: Yeah, that is fair. Um, That is going to take care of this week's waiver episode. Week six, Will, already.
1: um, Pretty crazy. Believe it. Uh, Yeah, we're flying by.
0: We are. But yeah, tune in on Thursday for our Start Sit episode. Until then, folks, trust your board.